The DWA podcast is recorded live to SD card at the old Wrigley building in Santa Cruz, California. Driving while awesome podcast radio hour. <laughs> oh God. Yo. Do you guys know what a fluffer is? GTO. Mellow grinds. Oh, I got a PT Cruiser. It's a convertible. It's really cool. Oh, this smells of crayons for you. <laughs> hey, YOLO. You only have one life. Do you have coilovers? No, beat it. Yeah, I'd say that's a pretty good podcast right there. (laughs) (laughs) Damn it, I screwed it up. (laughs) Fight those traffic tickets with Off the Record. Snap a photo of your ticket, answer a few questions, and get matched to an experienced lawyer. That's it. No mailing in your ticket, no showing up in court. Let the pros handle it and keep those points off your record. Use code AWESOME to get 10% off. That's offtherecord.com. Fight those tickets. Check us out and show your support at patreon.com forward slash driving while awesome, as well as, you know, giving us a little support for this uh, weekly podcast we provide. We also give you some cool benefits like free sticker packs, discounts on things in our store, like the license plate stickers, license plate frames, rally hats, a bunch of other stuff. You also get early access to DWA rallies if you're in the area and events like Camping While Awesome. Check it out at patreon.com forward slash driving while awesome. We did it. We're really doing it, guys. Welcome to Driving While Awesome. My name is Warren. My name is Lane. My name is Art. He's done it. No robot. No, no robot. robot. No robot today. Um, no sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm very distracted right now because I'm looking at the picture that I posted for the questions, and Lane would probably recognize this. But um, uh, JPEGs really screw up reds like big time. Like it, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's like blue. It, and uh, yeah, it's like it's called like crushing. And like I'm looking at the image on my laptop right now, and man, the the Ferrari 250 GT short wheelbase that I posted <laughs> looks super weird uh, <laughs> on a bigger screen. But um, yeah, sorry. Uh, is that an iPhone shot? Imaging nerd. Yeah, iPhone. Yeah. Yeah, you I don't can shoot like raw. IPhone. I don't like iPhone pictures. You can shoot raw on iPhone though. I should. I've I never know. done that, I, but I, I use yeah. it sometimes. It's just kind of like they're so flat. You know? Yeah. Like they bring out all the, like they almost are too good at bringing out all the shadows and stuff. Yeah, it's like too, HDR they, to death, but like yeah, the subtle, like even it's when like you're this, not yeah. shooting HDR, it just kind of has this, and the colors are kind of like. I don't know. They they don't have like a warmth to them, but when they do have a warmth, it's like too yellow. It's like yeah, it's very know. um, the, it's very obvious, right? It's very noticeable, like when it's a yeah. iPhone photo. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I think it's. I'm sure they've done a lot of um, a lot of sort of focus group work and stuff, and they figured out like what people like, like non, like you know, people who are not photographers or they just want to take pictures of their family and stuff yeah and they work like, well without editing right it's exactly like a decent picture you could take a decent picture of your kid or whatever but yeah um yeah it just doesn't have like it's missing something really i mean how high up do you have to go price-wise from an iphone to get better photos like where do you where do you need to invest because that's oh. a pretty like it's a pretty big jump isn't it no for get, a camera i mean you could with like a camera and lens and all $500 kit yeah kit camera for like a Canon T6i or whatever it is now like that camera will kill it 
Oh, okay. It'll be an awesome. That would be an awesome camera. Like I would be like happy with shooting that anywhere. Yeah. yeah. There's also some some um, like it doesn't. And then have a, fi- a hundred dollar fifty millimeter lens on a Canon T2i is like that's like golden, dude. You're gonna take such rad pictures. Oh, there you go. How's the Facebook on that thing though? No that's Facebook, good. dude. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We gotta transfer the phone. Yeah, that's and that, you that's have to carry a camera around with like a memory card and just, you yeah, know totally. like upload photos and yeah, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. a whole thing, right? I know, I know. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Um, you guys want to do questions right now? Yeah. Get in there. Yeah, get in there, Lewis. Um, I was <laughs> trying to see what. There, sorry, well, I was about to quote uh, or throw one out there, but it looks like they're more expensive, like the, the Alpha A six thousand. You know, like that series, like of like like little those mirrorless selling? compact cameras are awesome. You know that are. Oh, they don't yeah, have but those to are be... like eleven hundred bucks or something. Or... So it looks like they're six ish, six fifty. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, so because um, they're not, you know, they're not a DSLR. They're not. They don't have like um, interchangeable lenses. So like the, that's an easy yeah. solution, and and you know you get it's a way, way more dynamic, right? With like the way that it actually compresses images and like you get all that goodness and color, and, you know, mm-hmm. bigger sensor, all that stuff. But um, anyways, I don't know. Sorry for the camera Yeah, talking. Canon T70 with like a, a decent, you know, whatever, a kit lens, 450 bucks. Yep. That's so, there, there you go. go. Solid. And then you can buy a $100 50 millimeter lens and... And you're doing be, it. Yeah, uh, be a photographer. There, <laughs> there you go. All right, I like it. I like it. Um, all right, question time. Shall we? Yep. Plug in hybrid. What the heck? This guy's back. Um, like how Art kept back talking from about the dad, dude. Zucker Zuckerman. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, what happened? <laughs> you were saying Zuckerman, not Zuckerberg. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah, that's what he was. <laughs> yeah. That, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's back, huh? This guy was not, joking, he was not supporting the greater metaverse, but he's back in action now. Metaverse. Uh, he says, how much does gasoline have to cost per gallon before you swap your fun cars to electric? Your fun cars, dude? Like, oh, fun cars. <laughs> no, yeah. I mean, that's... Wow, 50? Man. I don't know. Like <laughs> 20, 20 bucks a gallon? It's like you have to... Yeah, so it's... every drive is like a few hundred bucks? Yeah, I mean, or like you'd save it up for a track day kind of thing or, you know, an occasional rally here and there to really splurge. But otherwise, you're just, you, I mean, just don't drive a bunch of my fun. My E30 doesn't get a lot of mileage unless I'm doing rallies or fun drives. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't think the difference between, like right now, say it's like 60 bucks for a tank of gas um, as opposed to like being 150. Like, yeah, that, that would be... You. That would be an impact, but it wouldn't stop yeah. me at all. It wouldn't be that wouldn't make me want to get an electric car for my fun driving. Yeah. So right. you have to what do you think it has to be? Like it has to be like more like fifty bucks? That would that's pretty I mean it would, would have to be where I couldn't <laughs> do it, dude. Like, yeah, like yeah. I don't and I don't know whatever that number fifty bucks a gallon would be. Fifty horrible. yeah, I definitely could not do it. <laughs> that would be awful. Uh I think yeah. twenty. Once you're over twenty bucks a gallon. Um, then you have to look at yourself in the mirror. I mean, that would be gnarly as well, right? Very gnarly. Yeah, but that's pretty, would, that's pretty awful though, because you're replacing your fun car with an electric car, so which is I know it doesn't it doesn't have so much of what we love in in. in I mean, in fifty percent the sound, as we all know, Art. Yeah. Sound and electric uh, cars vibrations, are, revving. Electric cars are great, but it's like yeah. that's a different. Yeah, just, I want a manual transmission with, you know, 
Uh, power bands. Some we kind need. of sound. You want a power band. Yeah, you want vibrations and yeah. Yeah, I would, I would even yeah. get rid of the sound and vibrations, but I want to be able to shift and have some connectivity. Otherwise, it's just this one pedal thing. Yeah. There's just not yeah. a sense of occasion here. Yeah. And I know I you can the, simulate that, right? It's like also the um, the whole, the, the, as we're talking about the power band, it's like you want to be able to rev something out and then yeah. get into a gear and then rev something out. Like that experience is, that's the engagement that's fun, right? That's missing. You want to have like to do that, essentially. Yeah, yeah. And you can simulate that. You could simulate this experience, right? It just Whoop. has to be done we've never seen it done though that's no we've thing. never we've seen it done talked about it a it. lot but we've never seen it or experienced it where they do simulate a power you know a cool yeah you know and like, like i really never realized downshift yeah downshift oh yeah exactly like, like a rev you know ah just... yeah there's also that whole like you either like get the gear right or you don't like there's like oh, right you know right. you have to shift into like like when I'm coming in a turn and you shift in a second, like what if I miss and I go into fourth? Like that's not going to happen on an electric car, right? right? It's going right. to over, I don't know. There's, yeah, it's kind of like why, a, why cars are more fun than like playing a video game where you're driving because you actually yeah. have risks and reward and everything. This segment of Driving Well Awesome is brought to you by the, the uh, Gordon, Gordon Murray T50. Yes. Yeah. Uh, has a V12 manual transmission, real buttons and knobs for all the stuff that are like yeah. he he took time to design the knobs to have the right click. That is insane. Let's keep going that direction, please. Don't like, go to this one screen bullshit. That's like late '90s, early 2000s Audi stuff, you know, where knobs became a became a feature. Ah, and the click of a button, right? Remember that was like a big yeah. thing. Did you watch um? Throttle House review of the Roma Ferrari? No. Uh, I think I did. I've watched a bunch few, of the, like, Gary's, like, or Harry's Garage, too. Harry's Garage did a road All trip All the haptic in it, and he feedback was, stuff. He was very kind, I think, to it. But uh, if you watch the uh, Throttle House Ferrari Roma, the interior is horrible. I mean, it looks okay. But um, it's just all the haptic feedback stuff. It's all, yeah, it's all just screens for yeah. adjustments and everything's buried and it's hard to get to. And, it's it's not good. <laughs> that's all I can say. And that's it such a cool good. car too. Like that that's would an awesome car. It's and it like, would be the perfect one to have less of that going on. But they're yeah. obviously appealing to a totally different part of the world and a different uh, age group and all those things. Dude, but, so and like uh, new G, new GTIs and all the new Volkswagens. Dude, you see the new. You see the ID four. It's haptic feedback oh, switches yeah. for the windows, and yeah, there's the only rear. two switches, so you have to switch. You have to press a button to go to, and then make those switches the rear window buttons. Like, they how ridiculous up. is that? It's absurd. It's absurd. Yeah, and yeah. also the is it the climate that has that new uh, yeah the slider thing the strip that mm. has no buttons, mm -hmm. and you have to slide your finger along it. And then you touch it when you're like resting your hand to touch other stuff. Right. So then and how fun. good was your climate control in your GTI? So like good. So simple. Three years ago or whatever, yeah, two I years know. ago. Yeah. It was perfect. It was like one really knob the perfect. or three knobs, basically. Perfect. Yeah, why? Yeah. Why not? Just keep that going. Here's a, here's another sort of um, um, extended version of this question, but we could talk about it another time too if you want. But like 
at some point, let's say that in theory, uh, we live in California, right? You know, there's a lot of people here. It's the most populous state in the country. And that's why we have very strict smog laws and people always talk shit. But it's like, hey, if if, you, if we were to continue in the same trajectory as it were in the 70s, we would, it, w- it would be like Mexico City here right now, right? So, um, but like if we're totally like priced out or outlawed of, of uh, from driving our cars, but... Nevada, Oregon, and Washington are like, yeah, we don't care. You, there's, you know, there's only a few of these cars on the, or you know, way less of these cars on the road. You're welcome to drive your classic cars up here. Would that be an incentive for you to move? You think? I mean, it might be an incentive to get um, a <laughs> like a little storage unit up in Ashland, Oregon, and then fly into Medford and have a week here, like vacations and stuff, but dang, no highway nine. No, 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 none of all that good stuff up here. I'd have my electric car for that. Right. <laughs> week. No, I don't, I don't know. I think it's, I still feel like this isn't going to happen in our lifetime. I don't think. Yeah. That's, I think so too. I think there's a lot of the hype is, is it's just way overhyped and um, too many cars yeah. and too many people relying on those cars to uh, outlaw things. Maybe like in downtown San Francisco yeah. and in, uh, I don't know. Some New York, other weird New York City. Cities. I mean, yeah, oh, New York like, City yeah, for yeah. sure. Any, any place I'm trying like to think that. California. Yeah. Like tiny, tiny enclaves and stuff. But yeah, I don't think it's going to happen. But getting back to the question, $20 a gallon for fuel, like premium fuel or something, I would probably already have an electric car as like a regular car. But you definitely would. To get rid of it altogether and not have an electric uh, combustion yeah. engine vehicle anymore, um, that's probably where I would say i might reconsider like what my um fun car is at that point and like it would be the most sense one of liter it would be like <laughs> no just like the most sense of occasion possible oh, gotcha, gotcha. like yeah, something yeah. that has like no compromises essentially it's just like literally every time you drive it all you do is fun you know because yeah you're at such it's such a premium yeah. you're like okay wait i live how far from the good road like so to get there you have to spend you know it's like two and gallons so you have to you know or whatever it is right. a gallon to, you're toss me 20 bucks just to get to that road you know and i think you would people will start to uh move more towards the most analog cars possible i mean right now we we are all about that anyways but you know all of these modern cars we have on the rally too are very capable and uh make it very easy Whereas I just read this article that Richard Chen sent, um, it was in the New Yorker about the rise of vintage utility and people, you know, getting into old trucks and SUVs, Broncos, Blazers, old forerunners, stuff like that. And the reason is because they're so different. They're so, uh, just utilitarian that you might even go that direction as well. So getting these really basic analog cars, which is like Radwood, Radwood era and older was basically, is basically it. So. Well, the one thing we have seen the, a trend of like car companies, uh, since they can't compete, you know, they, their combustion engine cars can't really compete with Tesla and stuff as far, as far as like zero to 60 and stuff like that, that they are kind of moving to have more feel and more analogness in, and it, it matters more, right? It's not just all about numbers. Uh, it has to be more about like, how does this car feel or how does the, you know, is the steering good and all that, all that kind of stuff. How does it make you feel? Yeah. Right. It's As opposed to like yeah. when the GTR came out, it was pure, like that was still when you were like, There's no, game mode. like bigger, faster, the yeah. fastest, quickest shifts kind of stuff. 
Although I still think we're the outliers though, right? Like it's like less, that stuff is less important to more, more, more like more, I think there's a bigger percentage of the population yeah. that cars are an appliance. And oh, like for they just, sure. They just want like, you know, to get to the place that they want to go and they want to be comfortable. They want a status symbol. There's like other priorities. But you know? I'm talking like, about like sports cars. Like, so like we oh, drove yeah, the yeah, new M3, cars. the new yeah. M3, like yep. I feel like the new M3 gets it. It's mm-hmm. kind of like it started going back where they kind of lost their way for a while and they were trying to be faster and yeah. better and all this stuff. And it, it, I feel like a lot of decisions with that car were to make it more analog feeling. That's true. Yeah. I agree with that. Yeah. They, it, it's a very, very like good driving experience and it's like a fun car to be in for sure. Uh, and, yeah. and that, and I think that they nailed it with that group, right? Cause that then they, they capture both audiences there. Right. Cause like there's the people that want the, you know the the prestige of owning that car or whatever, and they they want a fast car, and they all and you also get the the fun engagement of it uh, of a package like that. Yep. There and this go. segment was brought to you by AARP. Yep. That's right. Um, yeah. Get off my lawn. <laughs> all right. Uh, Daunt three twenty says the rally is just around the bend. What registered car excites you the most? Hmm. 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 What excites you the most? We did have a, a, a vehicle swap this morning after I sent out the oh yeah I did see uh, that rally email. Yeah. Um, he had a GT3 RS, I believe, and he swapped it for his 964 RS, which I thought was a very awesome swap. Oh, yeah, is this better. our our boy? Uh, I don't want to say who it is. You know, I don't know. Okay. Um, I don't I don't know him. Uh, off the top of my head, so oh, maybe okay. it's not it's not John. I didn't see. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was Toronto. Oh, oh no. no, no, yeah, yeah. It is not. But uh, anyways, that's that's cool. Nine six four RS. I can't think of too many better suited cars for what we're doing. No, that's it, awesome. Yeah, yeah. I, it's it's like when when he Much said excited. he's like, hey, yeah, he's like, hey, sorry about that. We're like, no, thank you. Like, you know, like that's 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 yeah, a much yeah. better like, option. I think you, you've improved your position. <laughs> yeah, totally. For sure. um, Both for his personal experience, we think subjectively, right, and then also from an aesthetic standpoint and having the car as part of the group, I think it's a it fits in better, right? Absolutely, one hundred percent. Um, I don't know if we. I think it's okay to talk about what what Matt Fair is bringing. Um, we had oh, kind of yeah, mentioned he that he, it, yeah. he changed from his basically brand new E46 uh, M3 and realized that his co-driver, his wife, uh, would not be comfortable driving a stick um, on the rally, and so he swapped to an automatic. And it's quite an extreme choice, uh, you know, all things considered. But is that hit, that's not uh, a car that he's storing it's something i'm I don't guessing know it's it just is, a press car yeah it's probably a press car yeah. probably a press car yeah so it's an amg uh gtr mm-hmm. black series so mm-hmm. that's got the wings and all the black body panels and such um pretty pretty extreme i don't know how the ride is in those um you guys were saying that it's probably not just as extreme as like a gt3 rs but feels like a little bit wider and longer car, just a longer nose. I mean, it's definitely uh, a big, chin. but you also like, it's extreme in different ways. Like some of us are, a lot of people are driving old, like a, a Urama, a Lamborghini Urama is like way extreme on a different end. Right? Oh, that's and, no, for sure. And then I guess the people I'm, are rocking like no air conditioning on the last rally. I didn't have air conditioning or you yeah, didn't, yeah. I don't think. Yeah. It was like a hundred and hundred plus degrees, right? Like that. 
you know, different levels of extremity or different. For sure. I guess what I'm thinking of is extremes in um, like the Harama, for sure. It's it's an extreme car and it's very analog, but it's got sidewall. It's got ride height. Um, it's got fairly, um, you know, I'm not going to say sloppy steering, but it's got sloppy more steering. play. <laughs> yeah, it's got more play in the steering. You kind of have fun with it and um, have fun at, you know, much slower speeds. I mean, this this AMG is full Nurburgring uh, yeah. track weapon that we're going down like these little B roads with no center line and no guardrail. And uh, just it's very extreme ends of the spectrum. Like we have a Volvo 122S coming mm-hmm. <laughs> and an AMG GTR uh, as well. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's going to be yeah. interesting. My biggest hope is that he is in it for the long haul. I know Matt's a super, you know, capable driver and he's a trooper when it comes to Were like you going to say he was adventure. a super trooper? Is that what you're going to say? I did, but that's <laughs> the Jeep minivan that we are still making. I didn't want to ruin that um that name. But uh I just don't want him to quit. I don't want him to be uh, it's a Saturday night and go, "Man, we we got to bail." Or <laughs> like I can't do this anymore nah, because he's, he's uh, fine. I mean, like I I to- I give him a heads up and he's like, "Yeah, dude." He's like, "As long as the roads are paved, I'm totally cool with it." Like I like a lot of it is like Latigo. Like, have you been up Latigo and uh, Mulholland area? Yeah. It's mm-hmm. most of our roads are like that. And like, so he knows what that is and he's comfortable with that. I mean, I think it's everybody, it's weird too, right? Because we have our, and that's why I said subjectively, even talking about the 964 RS, it's like, because we know what we like in a, in a driving experience, but like everybody, like, you know, like, We've talked about Brendan. He loved hauling this big old Chevy SS in these tight, twisty roads, and he absolutely loved it. Like, he had such and a good a time. And a big 7 Series E38. And a big 7 Series. And he's driven his, you know, his Evora on these roads, too. And sometimes he prefers his SS because it's, like, a totally different fun thing that for has, him. that has, like, good suspension and sidewall. And no, not yeah, really. Yeah, but, dude, this, but Not the, more sidewall, the, but... New Mercedes also have great suspension. They're elect like they they dampen, they yeah. adjust. You can put it on soft. Like I mean, stuff's pretty magical oh, these yeah. days, and it's not creaking and rattling like all these old cars. That's like, definitely true. I mean, and it has, has air conditioning, of, it's, it's, and he's it's, not trying to go like. And there are sections where that can along. be used, where the power can be That's used, all. and it could be really fun, and it'll make those bigger, wider sections shorter and fun. Uh, in a different oh, way, for right? Sure. There'll uh, be some roads yeah, where he's yeah, going to be in like yeah. in the best but, car ever. <laughs> but also like the, um, like it's if you look at the, you know, it's it's because it is a big looking car and it look and it is very wide, but like it has very short overhangs, like compared to like a GT3 or even a 911 of any t- of any kind. So I don't think that's a concern. Um, ground clearance. You know, maybe, uh, you know, but we've had a lot of GT3 RS type cars on our rallies and like those, and yeah. you know, that has, that hasn't really been a problem. I think it's, yeah, it's basically, yeah. It, width and ground clearance, yeah. I think will be the biggest issues. Yeah. With on, on some of the very narrow roads, I see what you mean. Yeah. Cause oncoming it's like, shit, well, <laughs> it's going to get tight. Uh, I mean, but, really uh, low. We've like, we've had NSXs on our rally and like C4, C5 and C4 Corvettes, like, Talk about ground clearance. Those things are just scraping the front end the whole time, yeah. you know? So, Which is not um, fun. Way worse than, like, any new GT3 or or yeah. Mercedes yeah. GTR, yeah. really. And, that's, and, and the reason that they scrape is because they're soft, right? Because they're low and yeah. they're soft and there's a design. Whereas, like, modern these modern supercars have suspension that dampens differently and it actually it's way firmer so like it's not going to hit the ground you know like it doesn't compress as much. So, like... And a long wheelbase, which is, like, pretty smooth over that stuff. 
Yeah, I'm mm-hmm. curious. I mean, well, but this is a conversation that we'll have at dinner day one, right? It's like, how was how yeah, was that for yeah. you? Uh, but uh, I mean, we sure. also yeah. know that our like our preferences are not a big, fast, powerful car where you have to go crazy speeds to have fun, you know. But right. I think we all enjoy a fast car. Yeah. But something like that is like, you know, or or a new new turbo or something. You know, nine eleven turbos like like that's just so capable. You, they're yeah. like missiles, you know, um, mm-hmm. but you know, and the I think people our that preference have, uh, is all to drive a 300 horsepower car over a new 600 horsepower yeah. thing. And that's the thing is the people that have driven those, the 99, you know, the, the 991 turbo S's that they come every, they come back again every time we put these on and they have a blast, right. And they enjoy it, yeah. uh, which is, Pete? you know, it's their thing. Uh, Pete, yeah. And with, with, and I don't think you necessarily even have to go fast in the GTR, right? Because you have so much power that you can, if you want to slide around at every turn, you can, and <laughs> that can be a fun thing too, right? It's because it's, because it's just so powerful. So, oh, but I mean, yeah, I'm curious to see, uh, what, what he thinks, um, after day one. Yeah, me too. <clears throat> uh, let's see. I didn't uh, see that email come through. Was it email guys? The, the nine six four. It just um, came this morning. Yeah, I'll yeah. forward it to you. I have it open. I was looking through all the different submissions. Um, but yeah, real quick, yeah, the the Lamborghini Yarama, Yarama, however you pronounce that, is always a fun one to see out there because it's such a weird car and it's like you never ever see them. So I'm always happy to see that. That's the car that I'm always like most looking forward to unless there's a standout one. Uh, yeah. But Gen is bringing an RS2, which is super rad. Um, we've seen them at our shows, but we've never seen one on the road. So that's also really cool to actually seeing. And seeing the car out there dri- being driven, um, that'll be a fun one. Mm-hmm. Cool. Connor Kuhn says, after doing my first track day this past weekend, I can't help but want to just do more. At what point does one need to stop using a daily driver for things like track days and rallies and get a second car for exactly that? When you have to put a cage in it. When you have to put a half cage or a cage, that's like probably when you should start looking at not using that as your street car. Or when you're like drive to the store is compromised by like Prep. super compromised by all your stuff you've done to your car. Or if you have a puckered moment on track and you almost crash your car Oh yeah, and you say, man, that would have sucked. That's probably a good time <laughs> to think about it. Yeah. Those are good reasons. All right. <laughs> but honestly, it's better to have a second card to do things like this because then it's yeah. just that more sense of occasion. Otherwise, you're yeah. just in your daily. And mm-hmm. I don't know. It's nice to have that uh, second tool. for. Yeah, the... in theory, it's like when I, when you can afford it and or have the time to deal with it, right? <laughs> That's yeah. kind of because, I mean, yeah, there's, yeah, yeah. there's no, yeah, no reason why you shouldn't if you're going to go all in on that. Um, and then you can just commit fully to your track car and not have to make any compromises in that direction either right like make it a make it a race car and not have to keep other shit that's just hampering it on there yep uh jacob torres six says uh have a blast on the rally what kind of coffee are you guys drinking i'm looking for something that can be shipped mm. santa cruz has a lot of good coffee cat and cloud uh santa cruz coffee roasters uh verve santa cruz brand um i'm a steve's smooth uh, blend at Santa Cruz Coffee Roasters. You're and you so can get old shipped. school, dude. Smooth yeah, blend. dude. AARP, baby. Yeah. Wow. Keep it going. Yeah, Steve Smooth. Look it up. Yeah. Anyone? Uh, I'm also not a coffee snob, so I'm not the best one to ask. Steve Art Smooth. Worked at Star- yeah. <laughs> Art worked at Starbucks, so he's got much opinion. And such as yeah, I, like, no. I like some 
Cat and Cloud has some good coffees. Alta has some good coffee. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like Verve. Like, yeah, I don't blank, either. It's too blanket. Too, I don't like Verve. They under roast. It's very. Bitter. It's that trend of under roasting. It's more acidic. It's the acidity for me that kills it. me. It's yeah. like, and it's this trend. And like, I know uh, someone was. Oh, I think Clark was telling me he read something in like New York Times or something like that. It was one of these like coffee tests, and they were like, basically everyone claims they love things like Verve, and then they do coffee tests, and like no one actually likes it no one picks it you know yeah it's uh it's, there's something about it every time i go to I, I go back to verve and i'm like oh i'm just gonna have a i'll get a coffee i'll put more milk you know to like kill the acidity in it it still just ends up tasting like like a i don't know like a warhead or something yeah fuck, I'm, I, I, yeah it's it's gnarly dude i hate that and it's like it's very traditional of like light roasts and like breakfast coffees right Would but it's like yeah. it's yeah like the only way that you can pull it off and, and it's not a prior it's not a preference but like if you have some kind of citrusy like a lemon loaf or some shit like something else that that sort yeah. of helps kind of clean that off your palate but um i know i feel it's just, this is sad because i'm i'm supporting the evil empire but um i just got gifted um uh, uh guatemala casi cielo what's up uh, warren um Ooh. that means almost sky or heaven um and it's um it's it's a guatemalan coffee that's killer it's the exact opposite you know it's it's like dark cocoa like you know it's it's super smooth but like a little more more uh, earthy and um and it's like it's like a like a dark medium roast you know it's not a full medium so it's right yeah. before it gets bitter and it's so killer it's a really smooth coffee it's it's from um, from a volcanic region in Guatemala, and they've made it for a long time. And um, I is used this to from this. Starbucks? It's from Starbucks, yeah. So, um, but there, I think that I don't know if they own all of it. Like, if they if they buy, because I know that Starbucks does do that. Like, sometimes they'll buy all the coffee from a region, you know, or from a specific uh, uh, right. grower. Um, because I think I've seen this brand like by other roaster or other, you know, other companies. Mm. But, um, but this is what I'm drinking right now. I was just I was gifted this recently, but um. There's another one that I, I found. Were, uh, oh, I know what it? it is. It's Bustelo. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, dude. The the worst out there is um yeah like uh like the instant um you know like Folgers or whatever and like and oh, how I, I dare go, you? I go to um my wife's great grand or sorry my wife's grandmother my kid's great grandmother and of course she's like the sweetest old lady and she always has it ready for me when i go there and i'm just like oh i have to drink and it's like it's so gross it's like yeah dude. <laughs> and uh that's when you need just like the scoops of sugar yeah and... <laughs> that's the only way you have to mask it so you yeah it's yeah. like it's like a shitty sushi place that puts like way too much teriyaki sauce on everything right it's <laughs> and like mayonnaise yeah and mayonnaise yeah, so yeah. um yeah extra sugar uh and um and some some cream is the only way to mask that but yeah, I agree. Okay. I agree. Um, he should buy from uh, Cat and Cloud. They ship nationally, right? Uh, if I'm sure they yeah. do. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. What if they only shipped in like California? Yeah. Kind of weird. They can't uh, cross borders like alcohol. Uh, that's right. <laughs> they need yeah. to get the you yeah. have to sneak it across state lines. Dude, that'd be the most hipster remake of oh Smokey Smokey and the Bandit. <laughs> Drippy and the Bandit. Oh shit! All right, Texarkana. Uh, your boy Foxy says, are you guys for or against rear wipers? Ooh. I'm for, I use them all the time. Thanks, sir, dude. I took a, I took a rear wiper off my car. Oh, well you, yeah, that's, that is interesting. You have a rear wiper for your fun car. I'm just thinking like my, my wagon has a rear wiper yeah. and it oh, automatically, yeah. if I'm in, 
if I have the wipers on and I put it in reverse, it goes, first of yeah. all, and then I use it all the time. Yeah. I will say I kind of miss it sometimes, actually, because it did work. And it yeah. worked. It was like, it was nice. You're backing yeah, up. You have a big put a wiper glass. on. You have a yeah. big window back there, too. And it's at an angle, right? So it, it like, your vision's even worse, right? Uh, yes. You're not looking straight out of glass. Um, but I took it off for, I don't know, kind of like aesthetically, I wanted a simpler exterior on that car. And I wanted, I don't know, and it's taking off six pounds or something but yeah. you know yeah. um but i i yeah so i don't know i could yeah. see also like the novelty of it's kind of cool too having a rear wiper like that um, right so how about having know. a little rear wiper on your uh sedan like the skylines Ooh, remember Lancer. those <laughs> like oh, the yeah. little answer too right yeah on a daily though dude rear wiper all the way right? yeah on a like, daily yeah, yeah no, actually, so. you, a actually car used regularly i think um you know i agree 100 percent on the aesthetic thing like i i remember i would always delete the the rear wiper on my civics and, and integras because i i like the clean like hatch look and um you know and you remove all the motor assembly and all that and just put yeah. a plug on there uh it's also like the cool thing because the type r did, the original the 97 did not come with one like it was a lightweight mm. thing you know so um like for my fun car I uh, definitely I would pull it um but on a daily I agree with you guys I I like Neo rear wiper. Yeah. Chaycor says what would your dream livery race car combo be? Seeing a oh, CGI Alpha 155 DTM car in HKS livery the other day blew my mind. Mine already this is like exists. One of the hardest dude. hardest questions. Yeah, cuz you're creating one, right? But I I like <laughs> I think the um, that IMSA GTO Celica race car from the '80s is like perfect. It's like in every way. It's like the car yeah. and the livery. Like like I've said it before. If I was super wealthy and I wanted a fun classic, you know, vintage Radwood era race car, that's what I would buy. Like I love that car so much. <laughs> um, yeah, there's some good DTM stuff out there too, of course, and BTCC. But um, that one's kind yeah, of all right. the GT1 stuff too from the '90s. I mean, yeah. there's so many good ones, and the cars were amazing too. So it's yeah, it's difficult. There's a there's a Porsche GT1 in Marlboro livery, and it's the first GT1 with the round headlights. 993 it style. Is, yeah. 993 style. It is really killer. That's that pretty would rad. be high on the list. But I mean, this is one of those like questions you could <laughs> so many combos and and I like that the his answer though is Alpha with HKS livery was seems such like a weird fit, but Yeah, um, he sent me a picture of it. It looks pretty cool, dude. Um yeah, let me see. Right. Yeah, I can pull it up real quick. Yeah, it, it's actually very cool. So it's cool a looking. black base or black oh, base yeah. with like the confetti, you know? Yeah. Um like yeah. that style. Um That's yeah. very cool. Like the, one of my favorite liveries out there too is the uh the Sonax that was in the um the 190e uh, 2.5 evos remember that mm-hmm. yeah uh like yep. that goes well i think on a lot of cars uh it's such a sweet like livery so i'd be down for something like that on i don't know i mean dream car he said or just any fun car um uh dream livery race car combo well i mean <clears throat> art you love the f50 and the pilot car is like your number one so oh, the f40 I mean, f40 yeah that's like Right there, right? Yeah, well, one thing, one that I've but like that, jokingly said. That livery is not that strong, though. It's more of a clean, like yeah. just a blue color with some pilot logos. Well, yeah, it's got some like square, like like pen marks. Um, but I've like I remember when we had lunch a while back with Ali. Remember, and I'm like, dude, I don't think I'll ever be able to afford an F40, so I'm gonna have to make an F355 replica of that. <laughs> like, yeah, do like that French racing blue with the white speed lines and do the pilot livery on that. I think that would look pretty sick. Um, yeah. That, 
that, that's a that good definitely work yeah yeah uh, there's so many rad liveries it's so hard to like it's so hard to choose the i will say one's one, awesome one thing i don't i i don't know tic tac's all right but i feel like people use it on all these e30s and stuff and i don't think it looks that great yeah. uh and the the one that doesn't look good that i've seen on normal cars is uh red bull yeah yeah the nsx in la right no we talked about that yeah there was a 90s nsx with that livery and it didn't work for me at all nope and there was one in chicago too that's right yeah yeah it's just too busy i think it's too busy and, and modern looking the colors and stuff it just doesn't have that same feel mm. yeah that's i love one. a for, for the most part i think a white base always works best but there's all obviously some outliers there and uh i do like the silver like G, uh gtrs like the mercedes the so um, clean yeah clk gtrs and stuff yeah um, but also that? like we I, I sent that picture the other day of that porsche 917 and just all silver mm. like sans livery so like clean. so rad you know like a, a, like a full race car with no livery is amazing yeah. dude yeah like that's why i love the sauber c9 so much it's like oh, it's so yeah. clean and it just has those mirrors it's so freaking so cool good, dude. Um, yeah. oh dude from that era too um what about the 787 remember that green and yep. orange that's a really sick livery too that's a cool one yeah, yeah. Th- that could so work many. On, on quite a few cars actually um, um yeah if anything else comes to mind call in if you have an answer for that uh, Richard Chen says, what automotive design element or feature did you previously dislike and have completely come around to a door? Mm, to a That's door. a really tough one. A door. I was thinking about designs that I, I really disliked a lot at the time and they don't bother me as much. And one is a Z4. Mm. Um, just that weird flare s- styling that Bengal did. Um, it, it doesn't totally, look that weird right now. <clears throat> I know. It totally turned me off for, I mean, call it 10 years. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then um, now I see them and I'm like, ah, they're not that bad. Maybe it's just mm-hmm. because they're still sort of small and uh, analog and I kind of mm-hmm. forgive them for the styling. Like well, it's, it's also, as, don't you think every car has like crazy surfacing on the side now where it definitely. used to be and the sides of a car used to be a simple, you know, ab- like it was absolutely. rare to have any kind of like concaveness. It was just like. Yeah. And so now you like you basically looked at Bangle and you're like, all right, you, you did it. <laughs> you were, yeah. you were way ahead of your time and you didn't uh, do it even that crazy compared to what we have now. Mm-hmm. Um, Dude. So. You know, what's funny is that the, the one that actually came to mind right now um, is right in line with you. Cause I just saw one recently in, in town. Remember the, it's like the E63, I think it's the, it's a super Bangle M6. It's like a 2005 oh, through yeah. 2009 yeah, yeah. or 10. God, they're uh, so But gross. like this thing was lowered on sick BBSs and like it looked good and it was that. Well, like a, was it an M6 or was it a six series? It was an M6, because but it has the huge uh, bangle, stock, it has that bangle trunk too and everything. And like, uh, I used I hate to hate it trunk. so much. If and you like, get a standard six though, with those big clunky wheels and the weird grill and yeah. stuff. Yeah, it's hard to handle. And yeah, but. I, I'm like, oh, that grill is so bad, huh? Yeah, yeah. So I, I hated that car so much for so long, and like, just that I saw one like literally two days ago. I'm like, damn, that's kind of cool looking, actually. <laughs> like, um, if done right, lowered with the right kit, like you know, I don't know. I think it was like an Alpina looking thing. I, I, I don't remember, but like, 
um i saw it from afar and i'm like well those are actually kind of decent looking now <laughs> uh, i think you just oh, saw yeah. it from afar maybe uh, from afar. <laughs> i'm trying to think of a detail though like detail or feature is hard too i'm not i can't think of a feature that i was like get out of here well no, you I'm, know what when i was a kid i like i i think i was like kind of turned off by a lot of like this the crazy supercars like f40 countosh like side strikes and stuff like that Mm. Um, like I always thought those were kind of lame, like the Testarossa side strikes. Mm-hmm. And now I think it's like really cool. Yeah, and it's, it's um, I like a lot of that more wild stuff, but I think mm-hmm. in period it felt a little, um, out there. Yeah, I could see that. That's a good answer. Um, God, yeah, that's tough. That's a tough one. Yeah. I, mean, I guess that's feature features is, um, Oh, features is like I I thought SUVs were stupid when they came out, and now I'm like, ah, oh, I've taken. Like, I'm thinking more like SUV. like is like um like heated steering wheels and things like that. Like those exactly. Are, like because exactly. I I for a long time I didn't get any of that. Like especially when I was in college and I was building these like really focused like little hatchbacks and shit, which were like stripped out and like very race focused and like I didn't care about luxury at all. Like I I would always pull out AC. Like I'm yeah. like, why do you need this shit? Like it's like we live in Northern California. It's like maybe eighty. Yeah, degrees but you wouldn't think it was stupid on like a seven series or something. No, I know, but it's like it's not something that I ever. I just felt like like mentally like i was like unnecessary yeah. and like now i've come like around like i like a heated steering wheel i like heated seats i like air you know cooled seats and all that. but as you said it's it's as a car that has that function right like it's like a comfortable daily whereas yeah. when you're a kid you only afford whatever and you're and you're tinkering on your daily as a fun car and that's all you own and drive um that's one of these not, days i might i might come around on um on a uh, cruise control what? <laughs> Dude, I drove all the way to LA with Lane. He didn't use it once. Do you I hate it, it or you just don't use it? Or what's you I don't just don't use it, it dude. I he like don't. doesn't trust it. I He's weird. Trust. Yeah, especially, yeah. <laughs> oh, especially it's these modern ones, dude. It's hilarious. I use it like immediately, as fast as I can figure it out yeah. on the highway. I'm like, get me on I'm this. Down. I have on I I don't know where like yeah. <laughs> I don't know things. I don't even like I've owned cars for several years and don't even know where it is or how to do it. That's amazing. Where it is or how uh, to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Okay, well that that's your um New Year's automotive resolution is use your cruise control in your dailies all the time. What do you guys think of heads up displays in windshields? I think they're kinda of pointless. I was kind of annoyed with it on the Corvette. Well the Corvette was crooked, actually. That I meant to like take a picture of that i think you could adjust it wasn't it, it adjustable? you could adjust it but you, you couldn't adjust it it was literally crooked dude crooked okay yeah it was not like you could adjust it up and down up and up up and down maybe side to side but not yeah uh and then on the bmw i kind of found i i guess can you turn that stuff off you can turn it off and you can yeah. also change the information okay so like um, i really wanted yeah. to turn it off yeah but. i i um, actually here I don't know. Like I, I really don't like them. Like I think they're they're annoying. But with the M3, you can put minimal information, and I like seeing the tack. Like I don't care about anything except for the tack. And so you can get. It still shows you the speed, but like maybe it's a better tack than the car has because the car had a shitty one. Yeah, it's it's kind of yeah, like S two thousand style, right? So it's just it's uh, just a bar. Yeah, but it's like a bar from left to right versus like this little you know futuristic you know spaceship. Yeah. 
Uh, so I like that. Like I just, um, and so that's helpful, especially if it's super close to the hood, kind of lower. Um, but like when it's up in your face, I, I still don't, I think they're annoying, but luckily most of them can be adjusted now, but that's one thing I did not like at all. And like now I'm starting to appreciate it in some cars. The BMW one wasn't bad. It was and it. It was like at the front of the car. It felt like it was all the way at the, gr- you know, it's out there. In, yeah. In line yeah. with the grill basically. Right. Which made mm. you look at because some of them, if they look like they're really close, you find yourself like, kind of, your eyes going down basically, and that's that's yeah annoying. Uh, Bobby Reed says, as a kid in the seventies, I thought when I'm gr- when I grow up, I'm gonna make chocolate chip cookie dough and eat the entire batch. <laughs> Health considerations uh, prevented me from ever carrying through with this fantasy. Which of your achievable, indulgent automotive childhood fantasies were never realized? Well, we're not. We still have some time to realize them. By the way, I had this exact same thought when I was a kid. It was like I'm gonna eat. I'm gonna eat Snickers for dinner. Yeah, yeah. Stay Can't up wait all night. To be an adult. Yeah, stay up <laughs> exactly. all night. You're like, what are you gonna do? I think Andrew said the same thing to me. He's like, ah, he he went to a party and there was a pinata and he got six or maybe seven ring pops. Whoa! I'm like, well, that's that's a lifetime supply right there. Like, oh, yeah. takes forever to eat one. <laughs> You're gonna be so sick of. He's like, I'm gonna, eat, I want to eat one right now. It was like after dinner, you know. Yeah, <laughs> dude. Um, yeah, seven ring pops. I think that would be. It's probably a lifetime um, supply, but. Well, yeah, I, I shit. I can't even. I don't. I can't think of automotive ones, but I, I just. I'm thinking of food ones a ton. Like I used to love fruity pebbles. Like I, I could eat all the fruity pebbles in the world, and I think I told you guys I tried them like six years ago, and I'm like, fuck, this is gross, dude. It's like so gross. It's like pure <laughs> sugar. You know, it's it's disgusting. So I, I disagree. Uh, I disagree. They're they're the, a treasure. The other oh, one. Amazing. The other yeah. ones. Um. Uh. Fruit Loops too. Like, I didn't. I mean, you know, McDonald's. You know, I think all of us uh, growing up, we 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 got it once in a while. You know, it was not like a common thing for us. Like, um, and so, um, when I did get it, I loved the cheeseburgers. They just have like they're. It's almost like eating play doh. They're so fake, you know. <laughs> and um, and I remember thinking like, yeah, when I grew up, fuck, I'm gonna just go and buy cheeseburgers all day long at McDonald's. You know, this is the thing. Hell to, yeah. Uh, but yeah, the little the onion relish and. Um, I, I remember I was, I was, um, up in, I think it was Juneau, Alaska. And I was like touring this, I was like on this tour of, of this one area of town. And, uh, uh, they were showing us this, this, um, it was almost like a, think of it like a fucking, um, uh, ruins almost it looked like, but it was like a dilapidated brick building with a, like a huge pipe coming out of it and all this shit. And they're like, oh yeah, that used to be the factory that produced cellulose to put in fucking McDonald's burgers. So it was a, a filler made out of uh, of wood. So it was right. actually they would, they would put <laughs> they would put wood in the in the meat or something. To, I mean, uh, that's a good a good wood burger. That's what you're looking pretty for. Pretty sweet. So kind of edgy, right? When yeah. I was a stupid kid, I wanted to buy a boxster and cut the windshield off and make it into a. Electric hybrid. <laughs> that one's for you, it's Brad. It's not too late, dude. It's not too late. Yeah, you can do it. Um, yeah, automotive, automotive uh, childhood fantasies. Um, I mean, I had like car, you know, garage, dream garages and stuff, but those are still kind of dream garages. So yeah, for sure. Um, I didn't, I didn't pull off the McLaren F1 and the. Bentley Sedanka, but uh, there's still time. What about um, when you were a kid? Were you into exhaust? Like, I wanted to put more, like a lot of pipes in the back. You know, like I thought that was a cool thing. Oh <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. I mean, yeah, big wings for sure. Big wings, very low cars too. 
Um, that would be rad if we could somehow like do um, like you know some weird like you can plug into some matrix machine and then you could create like like from your the car that like, you yeah, yeah as a kid it, like when what, you were 12 years old like your dream car to your specs yeah yeah and so, so just you can tap, into that. <laughs> yeah, tap into I'm that tap into that i was it. i was very conservative it would not be crazy i know dude right, yeah, you're right. right. i was gonna That's say good. something conservative uh, but i'll leave it alone <laughs> boring peter b 993 says thoughts on for sale signs and windows of cars at car shows uh yay or nay does it ruin the vibe and pictures uh ruins pictures mm. i encourage people to put them on the dashboard if anything um not yeah. on the glass or even in the seat because people will look into your car anyway so um yeah i would say to use like a post-it size uh thing doesn't need to be a full you know hardware store for sale sign Runs good. <laughs> Runs good. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. For yeah, sale. It's not, not ideal. I don't know if it completely ruins it, but uh, not ideal for sure, Peter. By the way, shout out to Peter B. He uh, pre-ran one of our dirt routes uh, for Friday. So we have good notes and a little video and stuff. So that's the kind of guy Peter B is. Just want to throw that out there. And hopefully he can join us at the start. He can't make it for the rally, but he lives locally. So I'm encouraging him to come and uh, check it out. Big Fat Flip says, uh, any thoughts on Tesla relocating to Texas? Uh, I don't care. No, no thoughts. Is this like a, a tax question or something? John Rye says, what piece of heavy equipment would each of you take on the Sierra Range Rally if it's all that was available to you? Steamroller, backhoe, oh. wheel loader, skid steer, bulldozer, or even a boom lift or scissor lift? Jesus. Scissor lift, come on. What are you going one mile an hour the whole time with no suspension? <laughs> That's horrible. Give me a break. The thing weighs so much. Um, I mean, mm. you see people driving like wheel uh, bulldozers tractor, and stuff. Yeah. But- Anything yeah. well, anything with like tracks, I'm out. Like I don't want tank yeah. tracks, so it's yeah. got to have wheels. Um, what were the options yeah. again? Let me look. I'm gonna backhoe. I mean, a backhoe is fine, but yeah, a bulldozer with wheels. Um, well, that's isn't that the other thing um, that with the with the big scoop up front? Because bulldozers don't they always have the tank tread like that? Oh, I don't know. I was thinking tractor would. Yeah, I don't know. What, I don't know what the definition is. I guess uh, of a bulldozer compared to a, a like backhoe. I think I'm thinking of a backhoe with big rubber tires. And yeah, what are the little the skid steer is like a little bobcat, right? Yes, that's cool. But it's uh, man, you top speeds weak, right? Well, I guess top speeds weak on all these <laughs> top speed. <laughs> yeah, oh, man, just having a steering wheel sounds nice, right? I'm steamroller. Yeah, bobcat's pretty Fun. cool. Um. What is the one that it, it looks, it's like a, it's got the big ass like um, scoop up front, but it's got big tractor tires. Backhoe. No, that's got the big arm, the claw. Um, well, they got both. It's yeah, got the can, claw on the back. It's got the claw on the back and a scooper in the front. And can't you just trade out the equipment? Like you yeah, can yeah. trade out your, like your Put accessory a drill or whatever. Or party yeah, in the back. On. Party, there's a mullet. It's the mullet of uh, construction. Uh, oh wait a minute! It's uh, it's called a wheel loader. So the wheel loader is what I want. So wheel loader, because um, I like being up high. That's pretty rad for them, just kind of overseeing everything. You also have the ability to like 
scoop people out of trouble or make new shit like get rid of a tree <laughs> i don't know like it's like here you want to go down this road let me clear this shit for you um um i don't know i'm gonna go with that one that seems fun okay i like it um sv expert says so i get to take the svx out to a track day at laguna seca on the 17th get breaks any tips either on driving or what to bring besides the old tool bag well, those are renowned for having horrible brakes, like even on the street, like they're way under broke, however you say that. Uh, so figure out something on your brakes there because you're going to cook the shit out of them. They're, they're very inadequate. So um, see if there's a way to upgrade rotors, uh, if you can go bigger or, or at least go um, uh, heavier duty pads. Upgrade fluid for sure. Upgrade fluid. So RBF 600 in that bitch, maybe even 660. Uh, and... Yeah, you want extra fluids for everything. I mean, or just your engine and, and um, have at least a couple of quarts uh, available since you're going to be driving the car hard for extended periods yeah. of time. Um, and, you know, uh, I would recommend, besides your tool bag, um, make sure that you have a jack. A jack is helpful. Uh, you want to have a torque wrench. You also want to have a very good pressure gauge. A tire pressure gauge yeah. is very important. And yeah, um, maybe a pump, like an electronic, like a a pump that you yeah. can plug into your, you know, just so you can change your tire pressure. Yeah. A little compressor. And in terms of driving, take it easy, man. You know, just pay attention. Try to get, try to get an instructor in the car with you. That's extremely helpful. Um, and, uh, listen to what they say and sort of build and pace yourself, work your way up to, you know, build up speed. Don't like it and go out there full tilt right away. <laughs> I would say try to set the lap record first lap out. Yeah, can. like like Randy Popest. Yeah, well, it's still like fresh. You don't want to get all that information bog you down. Just get out there and drive. Yeah, and just show them how you do it, right? How show you them do. how you do. Show them how you do. Use your elbows. And also uh, proper snacks. snacks you got there a long call? time. The food Ooh. sucks at Laguna Seca. Shade. Proper snacks. Shade's good. It's going to be December, but yeah, I think... Uh-huh. A windbreaker would be good. It gets fucking windy and yeah. foggy and weird there. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm all in on proper snacks. It's a long day, and you get hungry in weird times. Yep. So <laughs> how about that for a recommendation? Uh, anything else to add? Uh, if you have sweaty hands, wear gloves. Okay. Uh, Noye Classics says, what's a part or piece of a car uh, you would use to display as artwork in your house. Uh, it can be a gold dip throttle body from a Mighty Max to Ooh. the door of a Tic Tac livery 962. Hmm. Well, art would be the least to pull this off, least likely to pull this off, yeah, I think. Yeah, I'm like super minimalist in my shit. But, um, Even in your garage, <laughs> could you pull it off? Oh, in my garage, I can. I mean, I yeah, that would be the place to do it for sure. Uh, but it has to be from our own cars? No, no. Any? You don't have a 962? Oh, I thought I did. Um, hmm. Tic Tac livery. I want. Uh, I don't want a part. I want a whole fucking. I want. A, I want a full late F1 80s, car early hanging 90s from the ceiling, car. dude. Yeah. yeah, that's what I want. <laughs> <laughs> on the wall, like yeah. I want it on the wall. Uh, yeah. Um, I like the like a three fifty six hood would be cool. It's a very nice shape in the right color. That could be cool. Mm-hmm. Um, Wait, is that like the bonnet or is that the uh, the engine lid? Oh, the bonnet. <laughs> the bonnet. Thank you, Art. Well, how could I? Uh, it's not British, Art. That's true. It's German, dude. And Art's not British either, so I don't yeah. know where he's coming up with bonnet. Yeah, but you know yeah. what I was talking about? See, that's all that matters with language, right? <laughs> you have to translate. Well, hood. I could have said engine you cover. You knew what he was talking about. 
You didn't say engine cover, see? <laughs> uh, hmm. I want, what about, what about I mean, a, an F1 uh, front, like nose and wing? Like that would be rad on the wall. Yeah, for sure. That would be rad. I mean, That'd anything F1 would be cool uh, from a certain period or yeah. your favorite yeah. car. So he also mentions like a gold dipped part. So like indivi- yeah, like suspension components. Creative, right? I think like, some, like yeah. a throttle, like a, like a top, basically the top of an engine, like with Int- triple manifold? Webers and, and cool stacks and stuff. That would be awesome. Or like a, a Can-Am car, like the, the the stacks from that like hanging how about like, somewhere how about or? like a really well put together display of a grill with headlights you know of said car i mean i don't you uh, pick your, your that might get a little too too mm, tacky yeah cuz like an like an e30 would be cool but it's not it's not special enough to go on a wall that's like that, every that's, every cadillac cafe has that right yeah, that's right, like right, right, that's right. like going towards the like 57 like Chevy couch. Yeah, l- mm-hmm. like like Art said, yeah, exactly. Every Cadillac cafe, you you know, I totally get that. But if it was an Alpha uh, race car um, from the Radwood era, really well mounted and, I don't know, it could be rad. Did you see yeah. uh, Farah's uh, Lamborghini intake manifold plant uh, holder thing in the office? Uh-uh. Uh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, the intake manifold could be cool. I guess that's what Lane was getting at, right? Or are you talking about like a head with all the shit attached to it? Uh, kind of the intake manifold and then all the stuff like, I mean, it would be like mocking it up where it just, I don't know. I like uh, I like throttle bodies and, and intakes essentially. I think they look where, cool in a lot of cars. Where do you guys stand on engines with glass over them to be a table? Coffee table? I'm down. It's a tough I one. I don't. If it's a really glass tables. Oh, really? I don't, I like glass tables. Uh, yeah, it could work. It depends what engine it is. Doesn't actually, I know that we're talking Ferris place, the WCCS where we're in that cigar lounge. He had, um, I think it was a W12, right? It was a Bentley W12 engine block. It was a weird one though, because it was like, it was an engine block, but then it had been dipped in like, like kind of like a chrome. Yeah. Isn't it the, isn't it, wait, what? It's like a race car engine, uh, but a Audi, Volkswagen, Bentley thing. Oh. Anyways, um, that's not on the wall, but uh, still automotive art. Yeah. In a more kind of discreet presentation. Yeah, I'm trying to think of like a, of a component that's like just yeah, that is in, in its in itself. I like some lower control arms are pretty cool, but I don't know if it would make for a good display. It just looks like parts on your wall, you know, like hey, <laughs> or like right. a, like a sway right. bar. It's just like oh yeah, you, you're you're storing it there. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, obviously yeah. wheels are, are a good, an easy one, but that's too easy. That's obvious. Steering yeah. wheels are are very good. Steering wheels, uh, especially yeah. if you have like a a triptych or a couple of them. Yeah, like at uh, Turn Twelve, that restaurant in Monterey. Yeah, um, they have that wall of wheels, which looks really cool in there. Yeah, but it has and to be a few. It can't just be one, like off on its yeah. on its own, right? Yeah, they yeah. have like twelve, I think. I want yeah. to put like uh, like good. Recaros, but like on like mounted on the side against the wall, you know, like kind of like. <laughs> just kidding. Like, okay. Whoa, like, <laughs> trippy. Oh, I have a good one. How about a really interesting pedal box hmm do you think that could work i don't know 
You guys say no. I think on a, the right wall or something, it'd be a very interesting thing to look at. Yeah. All this stuff has to be like, it has to be very mod. <laughs> you, to, you can't just put like tons of shit. It has to be like the one thing. Like, right. Moderation is key with all this like car stuff like this because like, I think you can go overboard and have a fucking basically a piece of shit place with like shit sticking out of every wall and you know but, well, like, if you go, know, but if you go it, see it's like every, like a lot of this stuff right if you go to the full extreme then it becomes rad it's like this then great, it's a museum like, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. cool yeah for sure um but, yeah but i think okay. some of this stuff could look cool in like a really like a minimalist new york you know apartment or something too it's just a matter of like being restrained with it and having yeah like focus it as a focus point essentially you know what could be cool like i'm just thinking right now like i went from like thinking of a caliper and a rotor to like the full rear suspension of one corner on an like because it's all aluminum and the any and the early nsx's right so like having that display but sort of like the how they have those exploded view ones you know where it's like they're all separated and kind of like in in like suspended in air hanging by fishing wire yeah like hanging by fishing wire or something like that could be rad like in a in in like just imagine like a sort of a cube space uh like on a on a on a table um yeah that could that could be pretty cool like something like that um oh the other the other extreme is going like a you know top fuel drag piston just by itself they're so huge mm. and just having that kind of like displayed somehow would be would be cool as well i mean it's like the opposite end of the yeah, you could do something as like a paperweight too in your office. Like something oh, that could yeah. be one of those like gold plated or or not even gold plated, but just cadmium plated or something cool. <clears throat> yeah, um, like that would be cool. Like any cool engine piece. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. All right, that's it for questions. That's it, and that's all. We're already into this an hour. What else you guys got? I'm just ready, uh, getting ready for the rally, man. Excited. I I uh, brought my car to the mechanic today. Oh, in, in because it was it's doing that stall thing when the fan kicks on. Oh, so when I drove it home from Velocity, which is the last time I drove the car, uh, it was it was doing it every time the fan kicked on, the car would stall, and then it would start up again because I'm moving. But it was just um, it seems kind of dangerous and and uh, <laughs> it's very annoying. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah, was that so. something that when you told the mechanic what was going on, was he like, oh, I kind of know what that is? Yeah, he's basically like, yeah, I don't know. He's like, I think he's, I remember that happening one time and it was actually like a rotor, a bad rotor, he said. Yeah. But I don't know. It's one of those things like uh, basically the fan, it could be a, you know, from looking it up too, it's like it could be a fan going out because um, it's drawing too much or a fan switch. Or it could be a ground somewhere, you know, like a resistor or something. I had yeah. actually thought I fixed it by cleaning a couple of grounds and then it kind of didn't do it for a while. And then last time I drove it, it, it did it, it, it did it once on the way down and then it did the, the whole way home. So oh, weird, you know, like five times, yeah, which yeah. was really annoying. Um, so yeah, I dropped that off this morning. We'll see if he even has time to really, you know, have time to really look at it. Uh, and then I drove his 911 home. Um, oh, the, 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 the bamboo one? Cool. Yeah, the bamboo 82 SC. Um, mm. How's that? And, uh, it's really good. It's like, nice. feels like, feels so, um, 
smooth. Like it's not modded. It doesn't have an exhaust or anything. It's just very, you know, steady idle starts without, you don't even hear the starter. It's just like fires up. You know, it's one of those cars. Um, like one, one rotate, half a rotation. Yeah. It starts. Boom. Yeah, <laughs> right. exactly. Um, the shifter, it's a 915, which, you know, they're not the greatest feeling shifters, but it's very smooth and like easy to operate where some of the ones we've driven, um, like we had that 84 Euro Carrera of Gens a while ago. And that thing was like gritty kind of, and like you had to really, this one's just kind of smooth. You just take your time with it. Um, but yeah, it's a really good car. Steering is nice. Well, 911s have a cool, there's a definitely a cool feel to them. Um, especially a stock one like that. It just has a, it's a different thing. There is definitely not fast, you know, it's like, right. Um, but good power. Yeah. So that's what I'm doing. Car wise. Yeah. I don't have much to report either. I I got the Vanagon out last week and I just put it away. T- took the E30 out. Was checking some things. I was gonna try to tackle this uh, hood pad replacement project, which I've been putting off for two months, and uh, it's way more involved than I would have liked. And to get it done and properly remove all the old adhesive and put the new stuff on is gonna take too long. So unfortunately, that will have to wait. But uh, I'm going to drive it as much as I can until the rally and see if anything needs attention, but um, haven't been driving it much since the last time we were out and about with uh, rallies, and uh, it should be good to go. So fingers nice. crossed. Yeah, I dude, so um, you know, I cle- I took apart the, the airflow meter, and like I just cleaned it all out and then resealed it, uh, and... You know the car's running great. I drove it a few times here up in the hills at night, and it's like you know, it's it's weird. This this issue kind of I think is not the fuel pump or fuel delivery thing that I thought it was because I did kind of notice the last rally that the harder the car was driven and the hotter it got, the more the issue arose. Um, and so I was looking into it further. Like I'm like, all right, I got that sorted. I got the you know the airflow meter air, airflow meter cleaned up or whatever. Uh, but there's also an issue with the throttle position sensor that can kind of act or sort of produce similar like uh, symptoms, if you will. Um, and so I was looking at it and like, it's so annoying because it's underneath the throttle body. So you have to remove the entire, the, the whole throttle body to access it. Uh, and Damn. there's no way to really get to it. Um, I, you can do it with like a 90 degree screwdriver, but then you can't really see what you're doing. And the shitty thing is that I looked at it, I took a picture of it and sure enough, dude, it's completely covered in oil. And that's what happens. Mm. Oil gets into them. And then all the, you know, the, it has like a little sweeper, right. That, that makes contact and that yep. gets gunked up. And, um, I imagine because it's full of oil, when you turn hard, it goes to the, you know, it, it goes to wherever that contact needs to be made. And as you, th- as you go, um, you know, to hit it and do, um, you know, give it full throttle or whatever, uh, it doesn't register. And so it, that's why it cuts power and then it comes back. Um, so it's very likely that that's the thing that's wrong with the car, but, uh, I'm like thinking, mm-hmm. dude, I like, not only is it a pain in the ass to remove that I can deal with late at night and just dedicate time to it, but you have to adjust it and like, you know, it has to be set up the right way and you have to test resistance and stuff. And it's like, those things annoy me. Like it can be done and I have, you know, voltmeter and yeah, all Yeah, but it could just be that it needs to be cleaned, right? But yeah, but once you pull it off, you have to adjust it to actually have, so that it has to sit on there a certain way. Like it doesn't, like you don't just. So there's it. not, huh? There's not like mine just has a cover and you take the cover off and everything's there, right? Uh, so- Oh, I see what you mean. Just leave it on there and just and just take the cover off. Leave it bolted up to the intake manifold. 
Yeah, I cut. Yeah. I, I want to like take it out and really thoroughly clean it, but I guess that would be the way to do it. You're right. Yeah, if I just leave it on the intake manifold, pop the cover off. Yeah, there's then, a there's a cover, and it usually is like they have like an RTV or something because you're yeah. not supposed to be able to. But like, right. if you just free that up, mm-hmm. and you can basically you can pull it off. You can cut around the RTV. You know, get the RTV. Yeah, well, which is what I would do anyways. It's just I was thinking yeah. of removing it from the intake manifold to do it like mm-hmm. on the like on the bench. You know, like so that I have it apart and go in there very, like be more thorough. But if I leave it on there, yeah, I guess I could just spray it down and then wipe up whatever I can. I mean, it's better than nothing, right? Yeah, it is. You're right. That's a good call. And so the other thing too is like. Every single DIY that I read out there, they recommend that you drill two little holes on the cover because the cover ends up being upside down, right? Because uh-huh. the drain, the oil needs to drain out because they uh-huh. always fill up with oil. It's just the way the design, you know? So, um, so, so, um, that's a good call. So I think I'm going to do that actually. I'll just, I'll leave it on the intake manifold or I mean on the, um, throttle body and, and just, yeah, spray it down and wipe it up and hopefully that helps, um, because I was thinking of getting a new one. They're pretty cheap, but then you have to tinker with it. And like, if you don't adjust it right, then now I'm going to have other problems. And, you know, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, might as well just use what's there because it works, you know, most of the time um, until like, you know, driving it pretty hard. Mm-hmm. Cool. Cool. Um, yeah. Anything else on your mind? You want to do trivia? I want to do trivia. It's trivia time, y'all. Um, this story um, comes to you from the news. <clears throat> uh, you may know this, but for the listeners that don't, it'll be good uh, fodder here. But uh, a woman was kicked off of a flight recently. And this happens basically every day somewhere in the world, I think. People are complete morons and do weird things. What is it about flights that people just like act ridiculous? Dude, I don't I understand know. this. It's so ridiculous. Um, <laughs> I don't get it. Anyways, uh, she was kicked off the flight uh, for doing what? And I will give you hints as needed. Do you know this story? Uh, does this sound familiar? It has to do with a service animal. No. Oh, okay. I thought oh, so It's not what I thought it was. I'll tell you what I thought it was after. But um, service animal. She was trying to bring her guinea pig on. <laughs> and she got irate when they said no or what yeah and so oh but she wanted to do something with it is that what you just said she was already on the flight with her animal and, and then she was, she was playing fetch with her with her saint bernard on the plane <laughs> that would be amazing her, by the way i wouldn't even i wouldn't even be bothered by that i'd just be like well that's where we're at now in the world yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. uh so this plane is now a dog park is the service animal like a relevant part of the story or does it like the, yes oh it is um, and it's one another one of those service animals where you're like, this is just your oh, pet. Yeah, yeah, come yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. Or what do they call them? Not service animals. Um, emotional comfort support. Animal. Emotional support. Yeah. Um, um, so it was a cat. Cat. Okay. Can tell you that much. And the cat was hairless. Oh, Does nice. that matter? I don't know. <laughs> That's creepy. <laughs> it's creepy. <laughs> it's not Evil, good. Huh? So she wanted her cat to have an aisle seat, and they refused to honor that. All right. If you guessed this, I would have basically had to uh, quit trivia because it would have been the most amazing guess of all time. But uh, this was a Delta flight, and the woman was caught breastfeeding her hairless cat. <laughs> what? <laughs> Wait, with once. her own breasts? <laughs> I fucking sure hope so. <laughs> uh, yeah, with her own breasts. So she um, have a, how, how, what the? 
she has a wet nurse lane that she brings on the flight too. That, um, does it for Cambodian her? and breast milk. Oh yeah. my gosh. Um, yeah, uh, she was told once to stop, and she did it again, and continued to do so. Wait, but wait, uh, why does it matter is, though? Okay, like, I don't it, think flights wait, made her do it this. Matter? By the way, you're like, you're like, why do people do some crazy things on flights? This lady's just crazy, dude. It's just like that everyone flies. Maybe yeah. it's a altitude-related breastfeeding. I don't know. Well, I mean, I, so <laughs> does that fall into like some bestiality thing? Is that why it's a concern? Like, I mean, I think it's like I don't. If you, wait, it's one what? thing. To, oh, you're you're working out the angles of why it's. Wait, a, you're like, saying not good. like this is not a big deal. Well, yeah, I mean, saying. it's weird for sure, but like, I, it, it, like breastfeeding a child is it like because her boob was exposed, or is it because it's breastfeeding a cat that's not allowed? It's dude. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh that's the we'll have to look further into um, uh into okay this, okay into here's a question is it is the breastfeeding is the situation a uh, covered or is it exposed i feel like like um <laughs> i don't know but i think part of the rule is you got to keep your cat in the carrier oh, you cannot okay. See, we're getting take down it out to, of the carrier yeah. and you can't fit your nipple through the cage that's the other problem is that i mean that probably is the like technical reason right if you're saying yeah. why there's they said no yeah. because it does get but i mean that how, how definitely some kind of bestiality it? or something right that's it's not gnarly. like a lot she'd also have to be like you know having milk so i know how, that's baby? what i'm saying how did she produce milk does she have a baby at home <laughs> right next to her lane this maybe this is the wet nurse that we're just overlooking oh. and the owner is back home or in first class yeah, <laughs> or in first class. Yeah, exactly. Delta Comfort. That possibly. is wild, dude. I didn't. Yeah, that's insane. Um, there you go. And it wasn't a fake story. It, they actually showed the. Uh, there's a system. The that nipple. Flighted, the video. <laughs> the, the, exactly, a saucer full of milk because you can milk <laughs> milk anything with nipples. But they uh, have some sort of system where flight attendants can message like home and say, you know, what if there's like issues with the flight or the crew or people on board and the the transcript said exactly this like woman has been taking her cat out breastfeeding she's been asked more than once you know she's sitting in 18a she's denied the biscoff cookie because she had enough milk for she only had enough milk for the cat not enough to dunk the biscoff in the breast milk and eat it so that's where we're at it's uh fun times um <laughs> That's that's fucking bizarre, um, dude. So the the one that I heard about recently was that this woman basically was kicked off a flight with her mother because she refused to take the seats that they were assigned. That she wanted her mom to get an uh, an aisle or window seat or whatever it was. And even though you know everyone, it, it was you know everyone gets the seat that they get if they don't choose it, right? And she didn't select it in advance, so they put them somewhere, and and no one was willing to give up their aisle seat. So she like was trying to literally pull someone out of an aisle seat, like physically, oh to God. put her oh to put her mom there, which is wow. like, okay, how do you think that's gonna go, right? And then like you're gonna fly the rest of the flight with this person there that you just forced out of their seat, like how, how wow. insane are you? Um, and also, what is your life like outside of this? Like, what other things do you? pull people out of their seats for and yeah what else crazy. Are you feeling titled mm -hmm. for? Yeah. but i mean breastfeeding a cat's not that bad right art it's not i mean it's not as bad as this yeah uh, so how is it illegal though that's what i want to know <laughs> hey man it doesn't bother me this home show me the rule correct. show me the rule <laughs> where it says i can't exactly exactly <laughs> um it's not it's not pulling me out of my seat uh, breastfeed all your cats dude your well, imagine you were sitting next to her i mean yeah 
I hopefully sh- I, I I am pretty guaranteeing that it wasn't a good breast. Oh, it was a cat lady breast. <laughs> oh, so now we're saying if it was a good breast, it'd be okay. Is well, that I mean, if you're sitting next to her, he said, imagine if you're sitting next to her. And I'm like, oh, let me think about this. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, you, your mind goes to, well, that's fine. Uh, you know, breasts in the wild on a plane is, is interesting, but, uh, it's not going to be a good one. I'm going to go uh, on a limb. A hairless cat breastfeeder. That's pretty breast? hard yeah. Pretty bad. That's uh, not where you want to be. But I mean, why don't you strike uh, up a conversation and ask? You know, that's when you start to investigate, right? It's like, really? To so see what if you if, could get some? Nutrition. What if a lady was breastfeeding a, like, an eight-year-old kid <laughs> on the plane? That's more I think I'd rather be a cat. Disturbing, right? No. <laughs> All right? Is it? Yeah, 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 right? Like, I think I'd rather be a cat. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean... At least I'd have something to talk about. Otherwise, I'd just be kind of disgusted. But uh, the cat, it's like, get listen to this, guys. You won't, you won't believe this. Yeah, yeah. cat's a cool story. Oh, they're both cool stories. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do yeah. you think? Yeah. <laughs> well, also, cats have teeth. Sharp little oh, fucking teeth. Gnarly teeth, dude. Yeah. And I, last time I checked, they're not real, real gentle. Um, so many. And so many a, questions. a hairless cat. It's like. Ugh. breastfeeding smithers or something you know <laughs> smithers <laughs> wow um yeah but at least the hair doesn't get in your mouth when she gives you a try yeah mm-hmm. okay i gotta stop <laughs> we're done that's it we're out this is the last episode ever all right we'll see you next time bye, bye. on bye. the rally goodbye <laughs> <laughs>